Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. This is Bob Shoneman along with my co-host, Barry Rice. Hey, how are y'all doing? We're so excited. We're here at Compass Community Church. What? What's up, everybody? Come on, let them hear you. Awesome. And let's not forget Pete Robertson. Yes, I'm here too. Mac Daddy, what yeah. we like to In call the him. House, so In the house, baby. In the house. You guys, man, it's been a crazy busy week for me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, my wife went out of town. She left me. She did? She's back, but oh, she, she she's left back. me. Oh, okay. You didn't tell us about that. We're going to have to have a conversation about that. <laughs> we should. We'll yeah. talk about oh, that okay. later. But what did you guys do this week? What, what, talk about more about your wife left. Well, she's she back. went to Reno. Oh. Oh. So she went to Reno to bowl a tournament. My wife is an amazing bowler. In fact, that's, that's how we met. We, we met bowling at Florida State University. Can I hear? I know Rick's in the house. Come yeah. on, Rick. Hey, there's got to be one in every, every house. There's always a Seminole hiding somewhere, right? Oh, there's a couple more. But we met at, we met at Florida State. Um, we were bo- both bowlers on the bowling team there. And, uh, uh, you know, they say the rest is history. But she's awesome. She got, to, uh, she got to bowl in the National Bowling Stadium. She bowled really well. And then she, she rented a car and went to m- maybe my favorite place in the entire world. Um, it's just amazingly beautiful. So the, the north side of Lake Tahoe. Love, so, love oh, it. I asked Crystal, love why it. did you go there? It, you just, know what she said? What'd she say? It makes me think of Bob. Oh, That's sweet. She said, what? I was missing Bob so much what? that I had to go to Tahoe. You know, it's, it's weird. Um, I don't know if you're feeling this, Barry, but Peach used to having his wife in the room when we do these podcasts. Yeah. And uh, today we have our wives in the room as well. well. I can't keep my eyes off of the woman I, over right? there. You know what I'm saying? Right? So it's going to be, uh, we may have to be careful what we say today. So never. Never. <laughs> what comes out, comes out. It's in Jesus' name. There is no filter. Well, that's not true. We have there the is Jesus a filter. filter. There no, is a filter. We are. So what did you guys do this week? So that was my, that was my week. We seem to give FSU and Liberty University a lot of, uh, you know, play. The cream rises to the top. See, I went to, to a top. small university, so I can't get any play because nobody knows about it. But well, you guys it? went to the big ones. Columbia State. What? Columbia State. It's not Columbia, but Columbia State. It's a smaller university. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. But I, and then I went to Bible college. But you guys, we don't talk about that either. Calvary. Well, Calvary I didn't go Bible to Bible college, so. Oh, okay. That's probably why I don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But you guys, F, they didn't need to start paying us, though. FSU and Liberty. I'm they, telling you, we give them so much. Well, you know, I, I, I know it's, it's a long shot, but I keep rooting for Barry's uh, uh, nephew to, to go to Florida State, but I know it's not going to happen. What, what is the favorite? <laughs> What's the favorite? What's the favorite on your nephew? Well, it's down to five, and, and he's visiting these five now. And uh, he was at UNC the other week. Uh, this weekend, he's at Ohio State. He's going to Notre Dame. He's going to Alabama. Yeah! Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He just, he just made wow. my mom jump out of her sweater. Man. I'm sorry, Mom. It's, he's from Panama. We can't go over to And then the last one is where my dad went and played football at the University of Virginia. So. Those yeah. five are his top picks. Is that who you're rooting for? You're rooting for Virginia? I'm rooting for God's will. That, yeah. in this that's life, the right have answer. To say it. That's I always the right answer. I have answer, a little right? beard in this towards the University of Virginia yeah. because I wasn't good enough to go there. So, okay. so they don't deserve him. A little chip. You got a little me, chip you know on your shoulder? I just want him to go where God wants him. And you know what? That's his mother's heart. That's his grandma's heart. And for a six foot eight, 300 pound young man that's, that's only 16 years old. Has it's 40 insane. offers around the country. Uh, 
he he really wants to go where God wants him, and he's praying about it. That's pretty cool, isn't it, everybody? I mean, really, come on. So this week, we were in Miami, and uh, the wife and I got away. We got to, to be right on the water there in Miami, and every morning we would wake up and just see the ocean. And every night we would see the ocean. It was really, really nice. We did a lot of Bible studies and just hung out. But at the same time, we're preparing also for my parents are coming into town on Tuesday. And, and then my brothers and his family is coming into town. And then the following week after, well, they're here for like 20 days or whatever. And then they're, my other brother and Seth's coming in after they leave. And, and we started thinking about, do we have enough sheets? So we, they're staying at the house, and we start, we got to get sheets. And we think, what about the towels? Those towels are really old. Maybe we need to get different towels. And then we started thinking about all the little details that you normally don't think about. And so that's kind of what we've well, been doing Well, after COVID, week. you're thinking about, hey, we need to pack up on toilet paper, right? And yeah, we do have quite a bit. I, I seem to be buying more toilet paper than normal lately. I get like two packs from Sam's Club than I don't know about you Just guys. Just the fear of running out? Yeah. We I have. went to somebody's house. Talk about toilet paper. I went to somebody's house, and I went into their garage, and they literally had those <laughs> shelves full of toilet paper. They were whacked out. What's up with that? That's a true story. Yeah, that's Just, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So they but need to be selling it to everybody. It's what culture has pushed us to, right? Culture has pushed us to act differently because of COVID. It, yeah. It really has. Yeah, we wear masks. Yeah, well. I'd rather not. Yeah. I love looking out at our, our, our audience today, and there's right? no mask out there. You see the beautiful smiles? Yeah. I miss that. You know what else I miss during COVID? What? Hugging people. Oh, yeah. I love that. Are you hug. a hugger? I'm a hugger. You are a hugger. I'm a toucher. Hey, you know. Wait, in a good way. Yeah, yeah moving on oh, okay. from that. Right. We're not even going to touch that one. <laughs> Um, man, we had an amazing time yesterday. Uh, I know you guys were there. Uh, men's breakfast. Man, if, if out in your community, if you're not hosting a men's breakfast, you're, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. These men just pour into each other. And uh, we, had, we had a special guest speaker yesterday who kind of told his story. And it, it, was just, it was just moving. And I'm telling you, um, men, you need to... Um, you need to be involved with other men. Proverbs, Barry was, Pastor Barry was talking about uh, Proverbs earlier and reading, you know, reading one a, one a day. Um, in Proverbs, it tells us that iron sharpens iron and that we need each other to, to build each other up and to sharpen each other. And so this group of men, it's just, they just pour into each other. And uh, the fellowship is unbelievable. The food is uh, almost as good as the fellowship. And it's just an amazing time. So if you're not doing that, wherever you're at, around the world or around the country, Start it. Do it. Do it yourself. Just set a date and just just do it. We had uh, I, I heard my, my brother started uh, one in Texas, and one of the guys that used to come to to the breakfast, um, he he's doing the first Monday as well. IB, you remember IB, right? Yeah. So IB started one and it started yesterday as well. So um, just a great opportunity to to get men together because men don't like to do stuff like that, right? It's like touchy feely kind of stuff. Well, this isn't, man. We you know we talk about manly stuff and. It's just an amazing time. Hey, that's, that's a really good point, though, Bob. You know, uh, in both of those instances, is laymen coming together and saying, hey, Pastor, I want to reach men, yeah. and I want to come underneath of you, and I want to help you do that. So they're coming underneath their pastor, and they're saying, I'm available. I'll do this. I'll serve. You know, that sounds like an incredible idea, doesn't it? And uh, they're serving their pastor and saying, I know you're busy. I know you don't have time for this, but download to me the vision that you have to reach men and and i have a vision and we'll put those together and let's reach men for the kingdom of god amen it's a lost art in today's society well i think what makes bob's the the vision that bob has so special with his men's group is that there's so many different churches that are there Mm -hmm. 
And so there's men from all kinds of different churches that just come and just fellowship together. And then just watching the afterwards, you know, how they just interact and just loving on each other. It's just something amazing that's going on there. And, uh, I saw just, guys praying with each other after uh, we were done yesterday. It's amazing. It's just, man, my heart, it just, yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. It's just really, really cool. Well, Pete, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about the first two kings of Israel today. But before we do that, would you mind opening us yeah. up in a word of prayer and kind of just setting the tone? Yeah, let's do that. Lord, we just uh, are so in love with you. And uh, Lord, our heart's desire, again, is just to bring you glory. Lord, we want to humble ourselves. We want to just uh, bow our hearts before your throne. Lord, we want to exalt you above everything that we do, everything that we think, everything that we say. And Lord, we just thank you that in that process, Lord, your goodness, your love, your gentleness, your kindness is poured out to us. And Lord, I just pray that you would just speak to us today. I pray that your Holy Spirit would overwhelm us. I pray, God, that you would touch us deeply within our hearts, Lord, that you would transform us from the inside out. Lord, give us clarity, give us vision, give us thoughts, give us understanding today. Help us see more clearly. Help us to, to understand your word in a different way. Lord, we want you glorified. I pray that you would just spark a passion within each of our, each and one of us, Lord, that you would give a passion to, to want to read your word, to, to want to draw ever closer to you, to want to be involved in whatever it is that you're doing, that we would adjust our life and that we would make decisions that please you. We love you, God. We praise you. We thank you. And we give you honor now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So when we were talking about um, bringing the Riot podcast on the road, um, <laughs> Barry's like, compass. We're going to start at a compass. It just makes perfect sense. And I, I remember Pete asking you, well, what do you want us to talk about? You know, what, you, you know, what's, what are you, go, are you going through a series or anything like that? And, and I remember you saying, well, we're getting ready to start a new series. So do you want to kind of maybe start us off with that about your, what, what your, where your mindset is and what, what the Lord's telling you about this series? And then we can kind of jump into Saul and, Saul and David. You know, uh, there's a lot of really godly pastors that influence me, and Pete's one of them. And, but I read a book called The Greatest Question Ever. And it was by Andy Stanley. And it was from this passage in Ephesians chapter 5. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it's in your notes, okay? Pull out your worship program, check out the notes. Be very careful then how you live. Why? Because you're chosen by God. Why? Because you are the sons and daughters of God. Why? Because people are watching your life. And it says, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. And so this series that we're starting that's going to go the whole month of June, it's about wisdom and how to make godly decisions. And, and uh, you know, uh, actually, the truth is, when they asked me, if we do it in June, what should we preach on? I said, hey, come back to church after you go on vacation. That's what, that's what I told them. But the wise thing is this. To ask God, what do you want me to do? The wise thing is, does this align with God's word? And we're going to look at some decisions that, that the kings of Israel made. And I want you to think about, was it wise? If they would have asked this question, the greatest question ever, is this the wise thing to do? 
Uh, Andy Stanley says that's the greatest question ever because the wise thing is to glorify God. Wise thing is to align your life with God. The wise thing is to honor him in everything that you do. And one of the principles I live my life by is I want to align myself with the things that are dear to God's heart. And if you align yourself with the things that are dear to God's heart, you're going to be in the right place at the right time doing the right things. Amen. Amen. The right place at the right time doing the right thing. That's the key. That right, sounds guys? righteous. That's good. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah both. Yeah, both. All right. All right. So Saul and David, the first two kings of Israel, these two men were given the most attention uh, in First and Second Samuel. So if you want to look it up, look up the story later. You can read First and Second Samuel. It kind of spells it all out for you. Both David and Saul were anointed by God to lead his people, but how they did that is what separated them most. Saul was rejected by God, while David was a man after God's own heart. And although both of them sinned greatly, only one made decisions with God as their lead. Today we're going to talk about that and examine those differences. So the first question or statement that we want to kind of talk about is um, David was God's choice and Saul was man's choice. So if, you, if we are anointed by God, for God, we make better decisions. So, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I just, I think of making decisions, um, it's, it's kind of a little different. Let me just tell, I look at it as like a detour. And so, um, when, I, when we first got here, we came into Florida from, from Southern California in 2015. And when we came here, um, we didn't know the area that well. We just knew that Orlando was ginormous. It was huge. And we knew that we could be traveling for like 30 minutes to get from one side to the other. And so I was like, wow, this is a big city. Um, where I'm from, it's just there's a bunch of little cities around, and it's just it was different. And so when we got here, I thought that I kind of knew my way home. And so I didn't use my GPS that day. And all of a sudden, I got onto the turnpike, the Florida turnpike, and we were going, and I thought I was going in the right direction. 30 minutes later, I started asking the question, I think we've gone too far, because, I mean, I know it's big, but I didn't, I think we've gone too far. And then about 45 minutes in, I started realizing we're going to Miami. And I was like, uh-oh, we're going in the wrong direction. And so I didn't, and then you know about the Florida turnpike, you have to go for a while before you find an exit to get over and turn back. And so we had to keep going until we found Especially one. Especially south of Orlando. Yeah, man. it's weird. Kennesaw, is that what it's called? Something like that. Something Junction? Yeehaw. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ye we went Yeehaw well, Junction. We went past Yeehaw Junction. That's when I started thinking, wait, we're a little too far. So that's how far we went down. And it was at nighttime. And, and so lo and behold, I know, realized that I needed the <laughs> GPS system. But I came back, and, and what, what it's making me think on decisions and, and making decisions. One of the things that really uh, presses on me is if I make a wrong decision, I can end up in a city that I'm not supposed to be in. I can end up in a town that God never asked me to be there. And, and, and so that kind of sets up the tone. It sets up kind of our mindset of, of where we're going. And in this, the passages that we're going to read with David and Saul today, David's understanding from the get-go was that he's going to go to the GPS always. David, even though he made wrong decisions at time, he, he was always there to go back to the GPS. He was, his mindset was that. Where Saul's mindset was, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to figure this out. I'm just going to go. And he did not consult many times with God. And so
And so as we go through this, we're going to kind of break that down, break down that mindset of what was going on in their minds. And I think it will really help us to be able to look into our own life and maybe certain things that we're doing where we're maybe like Saul or maybe where we're like David. And so that's the question you want to ask yourselves as we start reading through this. But the first statement that I that we put together was uh, David was anointed. If we're going to make right decisions, we, we have to have the anointing on our lives. And, and many of us have been, might be living in such a way that we're, we're, we're constantly trying to figure it out. We're constantly trying to do it ourselves. And when you examine your life, you're not going to see the fruits of God. You're not going to see that God is speaking through you. You're not going to hear the godly wisdom. You're not going to hear righteous invasion of truth. You're not going to hear things that are, that, are, that are filled with the goodness of God. You're going to hear your flesh. You're going to hear justification. You're going to hear, you know, things that to make it make sense to you. And there's no anointing. And so one of the things that we've realized or recognized is that David was anointed David was called by God. It wasn't, David didn't go out looking for it. David just aligned his heart with God, and then God met him where he was at. And that would be found in, in 2 Samuel 7 through 8 through 16. We'll just start in 8. It says, Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture and from the following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all of your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the name of the great ones on earth. And the contrast, right, was with what Saul, but, but we're looking at from David's perspective, David was a person that said, I choose to choose the GPS always. He aligned himself with the heart. He recognized that once he got outside of that, the chances of him falling short, the chances of him going in a direction that was not proper was always there. And so I guess the question that we would ask ourselves this morning is, are we aligned with saying in our hearts that we choose to choose God, we choose to serve him, to surrender to him, to wait on him, even if it takes a long time? Sometimes we have to be still in his presence for months. Patience, yeah. Sometimes we have to be still for years. Sometimes it's a long process. But we have to, uh, first, we have to tell ourselves, am I willing to be still? Am I willing to wait for the GPS? Or am I the type of person that's trying to make it happen? That's my story. Am I the person that's trying to, to kick in the door? Am I the person that says, I have my knowledge, I have my understanding, I have YouTube, I can figure this out? Is that it? Or are we willing to get in God's presence? And do we have that, guys? You know, uh, think about David's father, right? This is a big part of the story that God's ways is not our ways. You know, Jesse is sitting there and, and looking at his big, strong, burly first son and said, surely the Lord's anointed stands here, right? You know, a lot of us men think we were that guy, right, that Jesse would have picked. But Jesse didn't bring his youngest son up to even be considered. That's why we got to see God, right? Because God's ways is, is different than our ways. God sees things different than we do. And if we go with our gut feeling, if we just go with our feelings and our emotions and, and how we make decisions, a lot of times it's going to be wrong. We have got to seek God. And, and, and the, uh, the prophet came before his father and said, isn't there any more? 
And, and then it says in 1 Samuel 16, 7, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. But the Lord knows the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. When, when we make decisions, we've got to go to God and ask him, what do you want me to do? Because God knows it all. He knows the heart of the matter. And we want to seek and do what pleases God, the heart of the matter. And that's the anointing that we're talking about. The anointing is having that heart that God can bless. Having that heart that's yielded to the Spirit's leading. Yielded to, to the Father. Say, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. Let me know what that is. You know, my wife said one time to me, and it really makes sense to what you were just saying, Bear. She says that, you know, I listen to what you're saying to, saying to you, but most of the time in my heart, I'm standing up and I'm not sitting down. And she goes, what the Lord has taught me is that when you're speaking to me or when we're talking, we're having conversation, that I need to sit down and just rest and really listen and understand. And I think that's kind of with us. There's a lot of times that we hear the word of God and we ask ourselves that, why do I go to church or what's the purpose of it? And, and is it really to sit down and really listen to what God's saying? Is it really, That's is good. it willing to be obedient? Or are we still standing up and trying to figure out our next steps in life? Are we still pushing through in life? And, and if you have that mentality or that mindset, the anointing of God cannot come upon you. And, it, and I'm telling you, to do anything without the anointing of God, is, it's stupid. I mean, I mean, Moses said, he said, dude, if you're not God, if you're not going with me or going for I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting. And, and I think our culture pushes to get things done so quick and to make things happen so fast. We are f afraid of being still in God's presence. We're afraid to allow the anointing to come upon us. And, and I think that that's a big, big hurdle for why we're not showing a lot of fruit in our life. I think it's a big hurdle to why things are always going wrong and things are not aligning properly is because we're still trying to figure it out on our own. We're still going to Miami when we should be in Orlando. <laughs> Pete, that is really good. And I like how you know, we talked about attitude, right, and, and where their heart was, but that example that you just shared, it shows about your posture yeah. as well. Yeah. And that, I think that posture, having the right posture as you come to God makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So um, well, let's move on to the next question. Yeah. Is that good? good? So it says, when people, you know, um, when they needed to make decisions, David first asked God, and Saul cared more about how the people uh, around him, what they thought about. You remember the story... When I, it was, I think it was after after Goliath or something. But the women the, in the Bible says the women were singing, right? And there was like a thousand women singing yeah. to Saul. So at first he's like, "Oh, that's cool. I got a thousand people singing." But then there were ten thousand singing for for David. And what did Saul do? He got like jealous, right? Because he was more worried about the people than he was worried about God. And and Pastor, you talked about earlier about we do this for one person, right? Yeah. And I love there's a there's a uh, author and pastor that I, that I love listening to. And the way he puts it is, we should do everything for an audience of one, the one with the, na the nail-scarred hands. And it's just like, man, that puts it into perspective, right? Let me read this verse to you real quick. In 1 Samuel 23, it says, Then David inquired of the Lord once again. David was not paralyzed by the fear of his men. He knew that God who had who had said had fight the Philistines and save how do you say that Kyla Kyla 
could easily make his men willing to follow him. David did not rebuke his warriors, but he turned once more to Jehovah. Again, his attitude and his posture, he's always, he's looking to impress God. He's not looking to, to impress people. I think that's, a, and again, it's a daily thing. And so, you know, the Bible tells us daily we pick up our cross and follow Jesus daily. And so it first starts, so we're just going to kind of go through this journey, this process. We have to ask ourselves today, this morning, or wherever you're listening to this, is are we following Jesus? Are, is our desire to, to be still, is our desire to allow the anointing, before I make a decision, before I, I go on vacation, or before I'm going to spend money uh, to buy the new car, before I, I, I make whatever that decision, decision is, are we willing to say, God, I want your answer first. I'm not going to move until I know what you're going to have to say. I'm not going to make that next step until I have sit in your presence. And that is a daily thing. And there's, there's, there's a lot of things right now in my own life that's personal that I want to pull the trigger on. I know certain things that God has given me. There's certain clarities and certain visions that I have, but I haven't pulled the trigger on many of them because I'm still waiting. I'm still in the process of being still. I'm still in the process of, of worshiping God, of drawing near to him on a daily basis. And, and sometimes I get impatient. Sometimes I get to the point where I just want to make it happen, just like all of us at times. But God is, but God is constantly has taught me, as he's taught David, that in order to make a decision, I need to have the anointing of God upon my life. And I need to be still in his presence. And I need to worship him. And I need to calm my mind and calm all of the, all of the things that are going on. Because I can, I, trust me, I can, make, I can make things happen in my head. I can give you five different steps ahead. I can tell you, this is a step, this is a step, this is a step. And, and God said, that's all rubbish. Just be in my presence. Because what you think might be best might be completely different than what I want. And he has done that. And he's taken me where I thought we we're going to Miami, and he's taken me to Tallahassee. And it just doesn't make any sense. But God knows. And we have to be still in his presence. And David sought God in everything. And there wasn't anything that he did while outside of Bathsheba and some other things. I don't know. We don't want to get into that. But yeah. But you know, <laughs> what comes to your mind when you're making a decision? You know, what is the process that you go through? And, uh, one of the things in my past that had really crippled me is what will people think? How will people respond to the decisions that I make? And, and what will others think about me if I do this? What will, uh, how would other people take it if I do this? And, and that's where Saul was. <clears throat> and, and that's the remark that you were bringing that, that Saul cared about the, the songs that were being sang by the people. He was caring more about what God, not about what God was thinking about him and the songs that God sings about us, but he was thinking about what will the people say? What will others think? And if you are paralyzed by the thoughts of other people and pleasing people, it will hinder you because you will not choose the wise thing. Why? Because you're worrying more about your position in this world. You're worrying more about what other people think. And a lot of times in, in, in our idolatry, we put the thoughts of man above God. We, we put the thoughts of, of, of what our friends think we should do about taking this job or, or moving to X or Y. We think about, should we buy this house? Should we do this? And the big decisions in our life, only God is the one that has the 
unlimited knowledge. Mm -hmm. Only God is the one that knows what the future will bring, and he will keep you from falling in the pits. That your friends and your family, oh boy, does that open up a can of worms? About pleasing family and doing what they think you should do? I can't tell you how many people I have consulted with and, and counseled with that when they had a calling on their life from God that didn't make sense. And their family said, no, you cannot move there. You can't leave this job. You can't do that. What about this? What about that? I'm telling you, if God speaks directly to you and calls you to do something, you better do it. Amen. You're going to get there eventually, right? You can either get there his way or the highway, right? God's way is always to protect us. God's way is always to provide for us. God's way is always the best way. But our way God's going to eventually get us there, probably. But our way is going to come with consequences. Yeah. And our desire to please people and do what people want us to do and be a people pleaser, that comes with consequences as well. And a lot of times, can, can I just speak to this? A lot of times the consequences trickles down on our children and their lack of commitment and their desire to please people as well instead of pleasing God. So parents, please consider how you're making decisions. Consider how you gain your wisdom. Consider how you, you make choices because it does trickle down X-fold upon our children. Isn't that right, guys? Yeah, amen. Watchman Nee, I don't know if you guys have read any of his material. He's an amazing man. But he said, most people spend more time in analyzing and collecting materials and in hard thinking than on prayer, on seeking God's mind, and on waiting for the power from above. And so what, what Barry is, is alluding to again is most of the time we're thinking on how we can get things done instead of really being still, listening, praying, waiting. And then once God gives you that call, once God gives you that, then you're obedient and you jump to that. Oswald Chambers said, spiritual lust causes me to demand an answer from God instead of seeking God himself who gives the answer. And so again, it's, it's, we want an answer now. God, why is this taking so long? God, I do not understand. I do sense that you're telling me to go here. I do sense of this, but I just don't see the doors open. Why is this taking so long? And I think what God is doing is just preparing us to, to be, at, be still in his presence, to rest in his presence. He's teaching us to be patient. He's teaching us long-suffering. He's teaching us so many things that we would never learn unless we decided to say, I'm going to be still in his presence and I'm going to make those decisions based off of him. I, I always say, if I do not know, I do not go. I, that's my statement. If I don't know, if I have to say, well, I'm not sure exactly, I won't, I won't even touch it. If, if, I'm, if I'm saying, is what I'm doing going to bring glory to God, I will move forward. But if I get to a point where I just say, I don't know, I'm not going, Period. God says, well, I'm, I said, well, God, I'm going to be still in your presence, and I will wait, and I will continue. I will continue to petition to God. I will continue to pray. I will continue to do that. But if I don't know, I will not go. Because like Moses, Lord, if I'm not going out there, because if I go out there, I'm going to get smoked. I know for a fact I won't be land in Miami. I'm going to land in Cuba. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I just keep going and going because I'm just dumb. But I, I'm serious. I need Jesus. I need a tidal wave sometimes. So sometimes we need to just say, God, I wait for you. I don't know about you guys, but I, I struggle with this. You know, I, you and, and you guys out there, uh, it's, you know, oftentimes I just go, I'm like, I 
go on my own, my own wisdom, right? And it's so, when looking back, you're like, it's, that was foolish. But, you know, what, I, what I'm learning, guys, and spending a lot of time with you is really helping me out. It takes practice, yeah. right? I mean, little things. If you, can, if you can start seeking God's wisdom in the little things, yeah. like, should I buy this pair of shoes? You know, should I do this or do that? Yeah. And, you know, it's so easy. Come when on, I go, man. Does the, God care about the shoes you right? wear? Well, well, yes, he does, but he does. He does. He really does. But I mean, I think we get stuck in the trap sometimes of thinking, well, it's those big choices, right? You know, do I do I marry that girl? Do I move to that city? Do I do I buy that house? And we're thinking, oh, it's those big life changing, you know, epic decisions. But if we start trusting him in the little things, and this is what I'm learning, and I, I fail at this all the time, guys. So. Uh, you know, if you're in that boat, don't get discouraged. You just, it just takes practice. But I fell at it all the time. I'll do something, and I'm like, that was dumb. I didn't even pray about that first. And, like, it's, it's just you got to start creating that habit to always go for the Father. Maybe that's what Paul's talking about when he says, you know, pray without ceasing. It's just a, it's an ongoing conversation with our Creator, with our Savior. And uh, it takes practice you've got to, you've actually got to be intentional with it so I, you ask yourself how do you know if you're making god's decision well if someone asks you point blank why are you making that decision and you have to justify it mm-hmm. or you have to explain why you're making that decision That's or good. you have to come back then you're probably not in god's will because god just does away when it's right when it's truth mm-hmm. when it's his way it just comes together perfectly and there's just there's no questioning it I mean, it's, it's, I always ask them, so if someone asks me a question, why are you making that decision? Well, I was just, I prayed about it, I sought the Lord, and I, and I thought him, and here's where it is. And here's the thing, the decision that you make, it will always bring glory to God if it was his decision. If I'm buying a house, if I'm going on vacation, I'm buying a car, if I'm, if I'm changing jobs, if whatever it is, it's going to be, God's going to speak to me in such a way, it's, it's because he's going to be famous in that. He's going to be glorified in that. And, and he will be elevated. And so whatever that move is, whatever that decision is, whatever that is in the, in the, in the shoes or not shoes, it, we need shoes, I mean, period. But God might be saying that money that you were supposed to use for the shoe, I actually wanted you to do it here. And we don't know that because a lot of times we're just making decisions without ever thought. And in everything, we want to bring it before the Lord because we don't know. He will always be glorified in everything. He will always get the praise. He will always get everything in our decisions. And if he is not, and we're justifying, and we have the answers, we have to explain why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And here's the other thing, how you know if you're making right decisions. Uh, my wife, I hear, is, is if other people around you are like questioning you, if there's other people around you that, that said there's a flag there, if there's other people around you that are sensing, hey, well, maybe that might not be the wisest decision, listen, because the Spirit and God could be moving in that. And you might be like, well, maybe I need to take this back to the Lord. Maybe I need to. You know, that's why it's good to have godly friends around you. Yeah. That's why it's good to have godly counsel because sometimes we have to make hard decisions. I mean, the, the shoe part is difficult, but to have godly counselors around you, we need to really listen and hear, and then more importantly, take it before the Lord together. Thoughts? You know, one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking about Pete, the other thing that I'm looking for when I'm making a decision is the peace of God. If, if I sense that God wants me to do something and a lot of times when I'm seeking God, I didn't think about what he laid on my heart. It didn't come from me. You know what I'm saying? 
And and I get this sense that this is what God wants. When you know, uh, 2004, uh, me and Christina felt a call to plant a church, and. I didn't know where, I didn't know how, and we were seeking God. We looked over several cities, and and when God showed us Orlando, all of a sudden this peace came over her, and Mm. it came over me, and we just knew, okay, God, what the peace of God and what seeking God's heart does for you when you make a decision, if you're doing what God wants you to do, you have confidence. And if you have that peace, you don't, you don't have to answer the man. You don't have to de- justify yourself. You don't have to uh, come up with some, well, I guess I'm doing, I hope so. No, you have confidence and you can plow through after God gives you the thumbs up and say, I know this is what God wants us to do. I know he's going to provide. I know he's going to direct and I know his hand's going to be upon it. So let's go. And so we all need that peace of God when big decisions are, that we're making. We need to know that we are walking in, in step with what God wants. But then the hard part is to accept it when, when he says no. That's hard, right? When we want to go a certain direction uh, and he says no, then the question comes up, not do I have the peace of God, but do I trust God? That he's acting on my best, in my family's best uh, behalf, right? When God says no, he says it because he cares enough to keep you from out of the pit. He cares enough because he knows what's going to happen down the road. He knows that that decision is not going to only impact you, but it's going to impact the whole family and others. He may say no to your dream house because he wants you to buy a better house in in a better neighborhood that is putting you right beside the person that he wants you to influence that will become your best friend and you'll lead that person to Christ. Amen. See, that's the stuff that God cares about. Yeah. More than, more than our, our comfort and, and our stuff on earth, he cares about people and he cares about how our decision affects others. And that's our last point, right? That's our next point is how does our de- decisions impact others and, and considering that, right? Well, speaking of peace, I mean, uh, David said in Psalms 4 it says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. And, and it's, it is something. I, I, love, I love the fact that when, I, when you sleep, you don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to, you know, you're like, well, why are they so upset? Or why are people around me not thinking that I'm not making the right decision? Or why is my wife always arguing with me? You know, and you said it best that she had peace. And, and it's just not us that has peace that surpasses understanding, but there's everybody around us would have peace. Before we moved here to Florida, there, I'm not going to get into the story, but it's pretty miraculous. But I, I told I, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, not only will I, do I need to have peace, my wife needs to have peace, but all three of my kids need to have peace. And I said, until they all have peace, that this is the right lateral move to move to Florida, because that's a big move from California to Florida. And at first, they're like, what are you talking about? I said, listen, if God does not reveal this to you, we will not go. If you guys are the closest people, and then I, and then I took it even a step further. I said, Lord, not only do I want my three kids to be on board, I want my mom and dad to be on board, I want my aunts and uncles to be on board, and I want uh, my friends and everybody else. I want there to be a complete just peace 
that this is what God is calling us to do. And it took a long prayer, a lot of time of waiting and seeking the Lord. But I mean, I had pastors calling me, telling me, wishing me on. I had aunts and uncles. I had people sending us money. We never asked for money. They were just giving us money. And, and so God made it overly obvious. And then the next step was when we got here, I says, I'm not going to even look for a place to live and whatever. God, if you want it here, you're going to provide the home. Someone provided their home just for us to move in here. We didn't have to even look for a home. We didn't have to do anything. So again, it's, it's when, when God is in the decision, everything comes together. It is not this. It is not fighting. It's, not, it's none of that. When you're waiting on the Lord and the anointing of God is upon you, it just naturally fits. It's a, it's a oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a no, it's like a, I get it. No, it's like a, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm all scrambled brain again. But it's like you get it, right? It's just, it's there. It makes sense. But that's, that's kind of the piece. I mean, we're right on to that. And David got that. David slept. David was still a sinner. David still made the decisions and choices, but he had the peace of God. And, and that is, it is so key. Bob, what else do you want to talk about? Now, I was, um, unless, Pastor Bird, do you have anything else to add on how it influences others around you? If not, I'll, I'll move on to you my next ahead. point. So one thing that really kind of struck me was, as we go back to talking about Saul and, and David, was their response and how they reacted when they failed, right? So they, they were both anointed. They were both anointed by God. And let's be very clear, they were both sinners, right? There, there's, been, there's only been one perfect person, and it wasn't Saul or David. Uh, they both had major flaws. The difference that I saw while studying for this was their response to their own sin, right? Saul kind of rebelled against God. So when he, when he was disobedient, he just rebelled. He was about uh, listening to the people and getting glory from the people. But what was David's response when he failed? He turned back to God, right? He's like, I, I, I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, I, I, I failed you. But he turned back to God. And I think we can put that into our lives today. I mean, when, when I fail or when you fail, is your response to, to run and isolate and get away from God? Kind of like uh, Adam and Eve in the, in the garden. So they, they fell, right? They sinned and they hid, right? Um, or is your response when you fail to run to God? And I think that's the difference. And it goes back to what you guys were talking about earlier, the, your, your attitude and your posture in, you know, towards a perfect holy God. Is it, is it one of fear and, and running? And, and, and maybe it's our perspective of how we see the Father, right? If, if we see him as someone who's, oh, I'm out to get you, I'm waiting for you to trip up so I can send you to hell, you know, that, that type of attitude, well, if that's your mindset of who you think the Father is, then you're probably going to hide. If your mindset of the Father is this perfect, loving God, Father figure, who just wants to love you, wants to have a relationship with you, when you fail, you'll run to him instead of run away from them. So that's what I got out of the difference between David and Saul. To me, that was just, just stood out. It was just, just bold, blank, you know, blinking lights. Like, that's what you need to get, for me, anyway. Everybody else might have something different. But. Yeah, and, it, and again, it goes back to the heart at the beginning that we talked about. It's, if our hearts are, I mean, uh, here's the deal. There's, we have two choices in life. We can make decisions on our own, or we can make decisions according to God. 
make the decisions according to our own, we're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to create our own YouTube video and it might work and it might not work. Or we can just really just say, you know what, there's divine wisdom that I can tap into. There's a divine, the author and finisher of my life knows everything. Amen. Either you believe it or you don't. And, and an inconsistent life is going to create a pattern of inconsistencies. You're going to have uh, a pattern of, of, of being miserable and anxious and, and upset and bitter. And you're going to have outbursts of anger. And you're going to have all these things in an inconsistent life where part of the time you're going to be wor- worshiping and, and serving and waiting on God. And then part of the time you're not. And that comes with impatience. But if our hearts are aligned with Jesus and we've, we've committed in our minds that we're going to be still in his presence no matter what, and we're going to not make a decision until God shows up, then we will then not make bad decisions that often. We will not find ourselves in sin that often. We will then start running from that. And, and the best thing about Jesus is that he's never there to condemn you. I don't care if you're, if you're, we just talked about this on one of the shows. If you're a woman at the well and she just got, got caught in adultery, and, and Jesus is not looking at that lady and saying, hey, you were caught in adultery. We're going to stone you with everybody else. No, Jesus looks at that lady in that sin and shows compassion to her. In that moment, he, he, he just wants to love her and cherish her. And that's the God that we serve. So in my mind, if my God loves me that much because I've sinned that much, I've messed up that much just like all of us, I've fallen short of the glory of God just like all of us, and, and I've experienced that love. I've experienced that supernatural thing that only God can give. And in that moment, I was broken. And in that moment, I decided to say, you know what, God, I'm done trying to do this myself. I will be still. If you want me to be still for a year, three years, five years, whatever it is, Lord, I'm just going to be faithful on my knees before you. And at times I get impatient just like all of us. At times I I find myself out on my own just like all of us, and I find myself miserable. But I always remember that day where God says, just come unto me. Rest in me. I will give you peace. I I will restore you. I will love you no matter what. And that just blows my mind. Barry, you want to speak to those people? Just, it just blows my mind. You know, ultimately, we have a choice to make. We're either going to choose our way, and if we choose our way, who's responsible? We are, to make it happen, to make it work, to figure it out. But if we choose his way, we're trusting him. And, and really, he's responsible, Right. I mean, that's, the, that's, for me, that's where the peace comes from, that he is responsible because I am following him and I'm seeking him. And so let me ask you today, those who are listening and those who are sitting right here, are you choosing your way or are you choosing God's way? God's way says this, that, that you don't measure up, that I don't measure up, and that we need him to help us you know a lot of my life I try to prove that I'm a man I'm trying to prove that I'm strong I'm trying to prove that I'm elite athlete and to admit that I need something I need help that's where God wanted me to be you know there's times he allowed me to get hurt there's times that he allowed me to fall on my face but we need to admit God I don't measure up I need your help you know what that is? When we choose to go our own way and we make poor decisions, it's called sin. 
We have all sinned, and we all need to turn to God, and we all need his help. He says that sin has a penalty. It says, for his wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So if, if you need to make the choice, the choice is to surrender. Say, I, I don't have the wisdom. My way has failed. It's sin. And I, I admit that. I admit that I need your help. And then admitting and believing that Jesus was God's decision for you. That God didn't really want his wrath to fall upon you. He wanted to fall upon his son, Jesus. And so Jesus took our place. He died on our behalf. He paid the penalty of our sin. And then, and then he was buried. And then God said, I receive it. And he allowed him to raise from the dead. He, he took him out of the grave. He rescued him from the grave. And that was a stamp of approval and paid in full. So you must believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for you. And that when Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father except through me, he's the only way. There is no other way. You could try all these other religions. You could try all the other ways. But Jesus is the way. You could either do it my way or your way. And God said, my way is through Jesus. And so what we have to do, lastly, we need to surrender and confess Jesus as our Lord. We need to hand the keys over to the boat to God. To the car to God our life to God and say lead me I trust you put our trust and faith in him and the way we do that according to Romans 10 13 whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved so who will you trust and who are you trusting let's bow our heads and close our eyes I just appreciate you listening today it, the right podcast and and i want you to know that the three of us we really care about your soul and we want you to make the right decision to receive jesus christ as your lord and savior and to do that would you pray this prayer after me from your heart to god's heart would you just simply say god my way hasn't worked and i'm sorry i am a sinner and i don't measure up and i've chosen wrong things and that offends you, and that's not the path that you have for me. And I come back to you. I turn from my sin, and I turn to you, and I say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And God, your way is the way of the cross. You sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to die in my place. Your way is love. No greater love than this, than someone laid down their life for a friend. You gave and you laid down your life for me. I believe that Jesus died. I believe that he was buried, and I believe that he is alive, and that he really is the Messiah and the Son of God. So Jesus, you only, not myself, have a right to reign over my life. I no longer want to reign over my life, and I submit to you. Come and save me. Come and sit on the throne of my life. Come and be my Lord and my Savior and my Master. Teach me. Lead me in the way that God would want me to live. I surrender my life to you. 
And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I deliberately put my trust in you and not in my own self. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're listening to this podcast and, and you made a decision, let us know. There is no greater decision. If you're, if you're listening through Facebook, there's no greater decision. Let us know you made the decision. If yep. you're here today and you made the decision in this live audience, would you let us know? Because we want to help you, Pete. Yeah, I was just saying, if, they, if they're online or if they're listening, or if you guys like to, we, you can go to our riotpodcast.co website, and, and you can click on Know God and go all the way down to the bottom and say, yeah, I gave my life to the Lord or I recommitted it. But I'm just thinking today, is, and again, this is a major deal, because what we talked about today is, is what makes or breaks us. And with David and, 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 and Saul, he was, David chose to follow God. David said, I'm going to choose to do that no matter what. And the decisions that were made from that changed and altered his life. And, and there might be some people here today that have made bad decisions that are out in Miami when they should be in my thing. God's okay with U-turns. And God is saying, just start new today. God's telling us that if we've made bad decisions or we haven't been waiting on him, we haven't been still in his presence, we haven't, we've, we've keep making it happen, we keep trying to figure out life, we keep trying to do that, and God is saying, well, you could stop now. You could be still now. You can look at everything from his perspective and start making decisions today. And it's going to be a change. It's going to be a transformation because like the Israelites, they had to learn to unlearn all the bad habits they learned in Egypt. Yeah. And they had to learn to wait on God in the, in the Sierra Desert or the desert. They had to learn to follow the Shekinah glory. They had to learn to wait upon the manna to come. They had to learn to wait on God to provide the water. They had to learn to be still in the desert and wait for God to move. It's going to be a process. But I tell you, it's so much better. Because the promised land is filled with milk and honey. Because God wants to bless you. God wants to provide for you. God wants to use you mightily as he used the Israelites. He, he looked at the Israelites and says, I want you to be like a city on a hill. I want you to shine so bright that the world will know that I am God. God wants to bless you in such a way because he wants the world to know that he is God. He wants to see a broken vessel transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you become changed, that you become an agent of God, that you become a force to be reckoned with, that when people see you, that when, when Satan looks at you, he trembles because he knows that the righteousness of God is working in and through you. But if you're making your own decisions and you're, and you're, and you're on, your, on your way where you're going to Miami and God says, I cannot use you there. I don't have that there. You're going to continue to keep doing it your way. The power and the anointing would not be upon you. But I'm telling you, turn around. Follow him now. Amen. And so with that, you worship team, you want to come on up. I think we're good right today. You guys, any last words? Um, yeah, just the thing that just came, came to mind, Pete, while you were wrapping up was that uh, God's not mad at you. God, he, he loves you. In fact, he's head over heels crazy about you, so much so that he sent his only son to die for you. Amen. So that's, uh, that's what hit me. So, Hey, I wanted to say in closing, I wanted to speak to the pastors. We've got a lot of pastors here. And, and uh, you know, uh, you need a break, and that's a good decision. And if we could come and sit in for you and, and do our riot podcast in your church to serve you, to serve your people and to honor the Lord, we would love to, and, and it's a great idea. Uh, 
I know pastors out there, they need a pat on the back. And really the big picture of us wanting to come is that we want to wash your feet, pastor. Yeah, and amen. we want to serve you, pastor. Yeah. And, and we want to bring the honor back in America that in, in other nations that the countries have for pastors. And uh, the pastors are wore out, pastors are beaten up, and pastors uh, uh, carry a load that they shouldn't carry. And uh, we would love to come in and, and preach through podcasts in your church, and uh, it would be an honor for us. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.